Oh, Britain, we love you. I'm going to get out of the way tonight. I want you just to take your liberty and you preach what you feel. Amen. You obey the Holy Ghost tonight. We're behind you. We're going to back you up. We're going to preach with you. Well, at least I am. All right, all right. I hear a few others. Y'all going to have to start saying it louder. I'm getting to be an old man. I can't hear anything anymore. So y'all going to have to say amen a little louder than what you used to. Hey, I heard somebody whispering over there in the corner. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to back you up, my brother. We love you. Come take your liberty tonight. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we just clap our hands to the Lord one more time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Feels good in the house of the Lord tonight. How many was glad when they sent to you? Let's go to the house of the Lord. It's church time. It's church time. Hallelujah. So thankful. So thankful for my place in the house tonight. Oh, man. God wants to do something tonight. God sure, surely wants to do something. I, I, I couldn't believe it this morning, Pastor, when you started off. Y'all going to think I just copied off what Pastor said. And God was dealing with me, started dealing with me about this Friday, was going in another direction. God changed this and told God wants to do something. I'm about to pick up right where he left off. So, church family, ride with us. Let's let God do a work that he can only do. If you have your Bibles, Joshua, Joshua 5 and 10. We're going to go to the Word of the Lord, Joshua 5 and 10. Such good word this morning, Pastor. Put your foot down. Put your foot down. We're going to do some more putting our feet down tonight. I promise you that. God has some things for us, some promises that he doesn't want us to get weary and well-doing. But he's going to keep bringing it to us, to our remembrance and saying he has more for us. He has more for us. If you have Joshua 5 and 10, say amen. Word of the Lord reads as follows. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, 11 cakes, parched corn, in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more. But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. I'm just going to read the first part of verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. We'll take emphasis on verse 12. And the manna ceased on the morrow. After they had eaten of the old corn of the land, neither had the children of Israel manna anymore. But they did eat of the fruit of the land 
of Canaan that year. I'm going to preach on this subject when the manna stops. When the manna stops. Oh, church family, God has something for us tonight. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. God, touch us. We need you tonight. God, anoint my lips of clay. God, we need you to talk to us. We need you to talk to us, God. Let your Holy Ghost, let it fall down on us. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh. Fall fresh on us tonight. Fall fresh, God. Give us a fresh touch. Renew our minds. Renew our hearts. God, renew us, God. Ignite a fire in us, God, that the world can watch us burn. For you, Jesus, uh, we'll be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor. And with the church, amen. Could you clap your hands once again? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. When the manna stops, you may be seen in the presence of the Lord. The children of Israel had a promise from God from the very beginning. And I'm just going to tonight point out some stops along the way, some highlights on their journey to the promised land. And very starting from their leader Moses and how God called him and started his ministry, as you could say, of leading the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. I'm just going to start launch off here in Exodus 3 and 1. Exodus 3 and 1, and I just want to read this in your hearing tonight. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Verse 3, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. Just going to pause right there to say to somebody tonight, you might think you're here just by happen chance. You might think that uh, you just woke up one day and said, man, let me go to church today. And, and I'm going to tell you somebody that it's a divine intervention in your life. 
God is calling you and God has called you to do something great in his kingdom. And just like Moses right here, Moses was just going about his business one day. He was just going. It says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. He led the flock to the backside of a desert, came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. It was a purpose. God had orchestrated something for Moses that day. And he said, Moses, you might not know what's about to go on, but from this day on, your life will never be the same. Uh, Just want to tell somebody tonight, from this point on, I'm hoping and praying that your life will never be the same. A divine intervention, something that catch your eye and said, hey, wait a minute, you might have been going that way, but we're going to stop, look here, and watch me change your life. Picking up now, verse 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God said unto him in the midst of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. And I'm hoping somebody will say that tonight. Here am I. Here am I, God. Do what you need. God, do what you want to do with my life. Here I am. Here I am. That was the right response. That was in the perfect will of God. That was the right response Moses gave. Verse 6, excuse me, verse 5. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thy standard is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I'm just going to digress right here. I don't know where life finds you tonight. I don't know where life finds you. But I'm going to tell somebody tonight, he's heard your cry. God has heard your cry. No matter what time you've reached out to him, it could have been in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day. But I came to tell somebody, he heard your cry. He heard Joe cry, and he's here to help you. He's here to help you. The children of Israel was in bondage. They were slaves, slaves to the people of Egypt, to the Egyptian slaves. They had been enslaved many, many years. And now God is calling a leader and telling them, hey, I'm going to bring your people out. I know somebody under the sound of my voice, whether now or in the future, I'm here to tell you, you might be bound by sin. You might be bound by sin, a slave to yourself, a slave to the devil. But I'm here to tell you, that's not the end of the story. I said, that's not the end of the story. God has something more for you. 
and you might have scrambled in to a house of God that is preaching the, the unadulterated word of God and you're here directly on purpose and a divine intervention and God is stepping in and wanting to change your life. He said, I heard their cry, Moses. I'm here, I'm hearing their cry. I heard, hear the cry. That's just saying, man, God, if you're out there, I said, if you're out there, my life's in shambles right now. My life's in shambles. I don't know where to go. Everybody is turning their back on me in the middle of the night. But I'm here to tell you, he heard you. He heard you. That's why I'm telling you, this is a divine intervention here tonight. Oh, when you hear this message, God has something for you. Said Moses, Moses. Moses, I've got something for you to do. Moses, I've got something for you to do. Verse 8, And I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptian and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. I heard somebody say termites. Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Moses, I'm come to deliver them. I'm coming for a reason. I'm coming to, for the reason to deliver my people out of bondage. That's the only reason why God came down alive, came down the earth was to save his people, was to save you and I. But he had to robe himself in flesh. Hang on the cross. Let his blood drip down Calvary just for you and I. But he just didn't stay there. He went in that tomb for three days and came out glorified just for you and I. That we could have his spirit in us to live above sin. He said, I came just like Moses told him I came to get them out of bondage. To get them out of bondage. And that's the same reason why he came for you and I. Just to get us out of bondage. To save us. Save us, not in our sin, but from our sin. Church family, want to make a point. Verse 8, going somewhere tonight. says, and I came down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. To bring them out of the land unto a good land and a large. And unto land flowing with milk and honey. Going to stop right there and point this out. He was very specific there. I'm going to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. A land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to take them through a lot of stuff. But that's the goal. The promised land is the goal. The promised land is the goal. Church family, don't get distracted. 
don't get distracted. Life happens. Things happen. But don't get distracted. God still has more for us. As you personally and as us as a church as whole, God has more for us. I want to tell somebody also, God has a plan for your life. Just like he told Moses the plan he had for the Egyptians. God has a plan for your life. Oftentimes the devil will do anything and everything to distract you and get you off track for the plan of God that is in your life. I want somebody to hear me tonight. I said the devil will try anything and everything to get you distracted and take you off the track for the plan that God has for you. Nothing catches God by surprise. Said so nothing catches God by surprise. The situations in your life, the circumstances in your life, the way your life has come out by now so far is all in the plan of God. Even though I know the devil will tell you, you blew it this time. I know the devil will tell you, it's all over now. There is no way you can come back for this. There's no way you can come back and still be profitable and be a vessel of honor. But I'm here to tell you, that's what it takes sometimes. It takes the crushing. It takes the molded. It takes the broken glass and handing it to God and saying, God, I, might, I, I made a mess of things. I said, God, I made a mess of things. But most of the time, what do we do as human nature? What do we do? We hide it. God, that, that was the dirty part. Don't look at that, God. Don't look at that. God said, I saw it all along. None of this caught me by surprise. But what I want you to do is not try to hide it, but, but take it to God. Because he already knows. He already knows. Take it to him and say, God, I might have made a mess. I made a mess, but I want you to fix it. And that's what he does. He takes it, molds it, it makes it much better than we could have ever imagined. But as long as you try to hide it, long as you try to make a mess, God, I'll fix it. Have you ever seen a child break a toy and then try to fix it on their own? Bring it to you. Fix it. Bring it to you or try to hide. Go back and find it. Still on the bed, shoved away, broken, broken pieces. That's what a lot of people in the world today got the broken pieces under the bed still. And we're trying to tell them, 
just come give it to God. I promise you, if you just come, if you give it to God, He's going to make it much better than you could have ever imagined. But you got to give it to Him. You got to give it to Him. Hear me when I'm saying, you've got to give Him your life. I said, you've got to give Him your life. And you got to give it all to Him. I said, you got to give it all to Him. You can't try to do it halfway and keep some, oh, I'm in and out. No, you got to give it all to God. And watch them put the pieces back together. But God has a plan for your life. Fast forward a little bit, the journey of the children of Israel. Now we pick up in Exodus 14 and 10. God brought them out of Egypt. He bringing them out of Egypt, brought them out. They're at the Red Sea. They're at the Red Sea. And I love the, the story of the children of Israel because it is so indicative of human nature. So indicative. We've all been there. We've all are there. Brought them out of Egypt. And what a miracle that was. What a miracle that was. And they get to the Red Sea and already want to turn back. Already scared. Already doubting God. Already. He just performed a miracle in your life and you already want to turn back. Exodus 14 and 10. Here they are. Here they are. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. Behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid. And the children cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Right there, already complaining. Moses, take us back. We could have died there. But you forgot you was in bondage. You was in bondage. Uh, somebody, God, wants to bring you out of sin. He wants to bring you out of sin. Or he has brought you out of sin. But I'm here to tell you, you better not back up now. I said you better not back up now. I don't care what's in your life. I don't care. You better not back up now. You better not turn back to Egypt now. Because God has a plan. Verse 12. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. God brought them out. God said, I'm going to bring you out. The stuff you used to deal with, the stuff that used to plague you, the stuff that used to torture you, today you will see them no more. Verse 14, the Lord shall fight for you and he shall hold you in your peace. Hold your peace. 
And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift up thy rod, stretch out thy hand over the sea, divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. See what I said? You hand it to God. You watch God. You watch God part the Red Sea. I said you watch God do things in your life, but you got to hand it to him first. I said you watch God do miracles. There was no way they should have got away from the Egyptians. There was no way. But he, he told Moses, stretch forth thy rod. Them Egyptians, you will see no longer. You give God your life. That stuff that plagues you, that stuff that tortures you, you won't deal with no longer. Says God is with you. God is with you. Today I'm telling somebody God's with you. No matter what the devil tells you, he's with you. He's with you. Somebody get this in your spirit. He's with you. He's with you. Children of Israel get through. Get through the Red Sea. Another miracle. Another miracle that God performs. Then they get to the wilderness. Picking up in Exodus 16. Exodus 16, 2. Now they're in the wilderness. Now they've been, they made it throughout of Egypt. Through the Red Sea, now they're wondering. Exodus 16, 2, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord of the land of Egypt. Complain again. When we sat by the flesh pots, when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth unto the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether... They will walk in my law, no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare which they bring in. And that shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Picking up verse 14. When the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing. As small as the hoarfrost on the ground. When the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna. It is manna. For they was not what it was. Moses said unto them, This is bread which the Lord hath given you 
to eat. Manna. For your belly aching. I'm going to give you manna. I'm going to give you manna. I'm going to provide for you. But don't forget, you're in the wilderness. You're in the wilderness. I told Moses a long time ago, I'm going to take you to a place that's flowing with milk and honey. I'm giving you manna now. But don't get too used to the manna. Don't get too familiar with the manna. Go stop and talk about the blessings of the wilderness. The blessings of the wilderness. God rained down manna from heaven. So easy for them to prepare that all they had to do was walk out on their front porch. Walk out and get some need. Then he had to worry about Uber Eats. They had it right there. Brought it right to the door. Before it even was a door dash, God had already did it. Gave them food right there. So easy. I can walk right out. Man, what we having today for dinner? Manna. Manna. Forty years. Said the blessings of the wilderness. Church family, I'm not going to say it's been easy. I'm not going to say life has been easy. But even in your walk with God, you're going to hit a wilderness. You're going to hit a wilderness. But looking on the bright side of things, God knows how to take care of you even in your wilderness. Even in the wilderness, God took care of his people. Gave them manna. Gave them provision. Made it so easy for them to live. But they were still in the wilderness. There's blessings in the wilderness. But church family... Don't get used. Don't get so familiar with the wilderness that you forget. This this isn't the final destination. The wilderness wasn't the final destination. Yes, God's able. Yes, God will take care of you. But there's still a plan on your life. God still made a promise to his people. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take you to the promised land. But the wilderness, it's so easy here. It's so easy. Let me bring it down to us as a church as a whole. It's so easy to find a parking spot now. Said it's so easy to find a place to sit now. It's so easy 
It's so easy to get in and out. Don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. God has given promises to pastor a long time ago. <laughs> I know he hasn't forgotten. And he's leading us and taking us to some things. And I know the man is right outside the door. I know. But we still got a promised land. We still got a world to reach. We still, I know, we getting enough to eat right now. We getting enough. It's always there. But that's not the final destination. God has way more for us as individuals and as a church and whole for us to get comfortable with the manna. I know it's good. Some were even so good, they didn't even want to go into the promised land. They said, no, we'll stay here. But God ended up solving that. He said, I, I, I'm going to take the ones that's real. He sent spies over. Pastor touched on it this morning. That's why when he got to Jericho, he said, be quiet. Be quiet. Because you talked yourself out of so much. Just be quiet. Church family, we got a world to reach. God has more for us. God has more for us. God has more for your life. But I know the devil, he'll get you. Man, I'm doing good right now. I'm actually making it right now. And it's so easy to get comfortable. So easy to get settled. Say, man, God, I'm good. I'm good. This man is good. It's so good. I don't have to fight. I don't have to do anything. It's ready made. It's here. But he said, nah, there's a promised land. There's a promised land. Church family, there's a promised land. There's a promised land. God has promised us revival. He's promised us an outpouring. But when the manna stops, that's when it was time to fight. When the manna stopped, it's time to fight. Now, we're picking up at my text. Now, Moses is dead. Joshua now is at the helm of a ship. They've crossed over Jordan just like they did the Red Sea. God has done it again for them. They got a new leader now. And here we are. The Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. I want somebody to hear that tonight.
the word this day have I rolled away the reproach of his Egypt from off you. He said, I removed the reproach off of you this day. I feel like somebody's in Gilgal right now. I feel like somebody's made it to Gilgal. You made it to Gilgal. He said, I want to take some things off of you now. You've made it this far. You've hung in there. You've crossed Jordan. I'm removing the reproach from off you. I know what you've done. I know what you've been through. I'm here to tell somebody tonight in the Holy Ghost, you got to move on. You got to get up. You quit hanging your head. You quit hanging your head. Hey, nobody perfect. Excuse my vernacular. Nobody is perfect. He said, I'm removing the reproach off of you. You're in the promised land now. I said you made it. You made it through Jordan. You made it now. Before this, he circumcised them all. Got them all ready. They had a good a good church service, as you could say. But he said the power of God moved. Told Joshua, tell him, I'm removing the reproach today. Because you made it. To the goal. You made it to the promised land. You made it to where I really called you to be. But the catch was when they crossed into the promised land, that's when the manna stopped. We're going to read a few more verses down. The children of Israel encamped in Gilgal, kept the Passover. 14th day, told you they was in that time of sanctification. The time, 14th day of the month in the plains, they ate the old corn, verse 12, and the manna ceased on the morrow. After that time of sanctification, after that time, walked out, guess what? No manna. No manna. Oh, yeah, something changed. Everybody knew it. Walked out, I can imagine. Little Johnny, wait, Mom, I'm ready to eat. Mom, there ain't no manna. (laughs) There ain't no manna. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. Chick-fil-A is closed. The modern-day manna, type and shadow. Open the door. No manna. I'm about to. No manna. Stay with me. 
felt the Holy Ghost talking about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Man, that's sent from God. That was a restaurant sent from God. His name was Chick-fil-A. But Johnny walks out, no manner. No manner. What are we going to do now? It was easy. It was easy. It was so easy. Pretty sure someone was saying, man, I was starting to enjoy that manner. I was just starting to enjoy it. I was getting used to it. But no more manner. Here tell somebody, when you get to the promised land, that means it's time to fight. Jericho, verse 13, it came to pass. All this happened when Joshua was by Jericho. Right by the walls, saw the city. Was looking at it. They were wondering how they was going to conquer it. We get to chapter 6. But we in chapter 5 right now. They're looking right at Jericho. With no manna. How are we going to do this? You're in the promised land church family. God wants to bring us into the promised land. But I'm telling you, when we get to the promised land, we're going to have to work. We're going to have to fight. But we're going to have to get behind our leader. And he's going to take us into Jericho. We're going to march around the walls. And we're going to fight. God's still going to take care of it. But he's going to take care of you a different way. I said, he's going to take care of you a different way. Now he's got cities. Now he's got cities for you to conquer. Now he's got a war. Now he's on you on the war path now. You're in the promised land. Wherever your foot tread, I'm going to give it to you. Church family, now it's time for us to stand up and tell, nudge somebody. Say, get ready. Say, get ready. Get ready. I know, I know we was used to that manner. Look at the walls. Look at the walls. It might seem intimidating, but I promise you, Joshua's got a plan. Our leader's got a plan. Our leader's got a plan. Because when we start walking around these walls, God's going to start giving us stuff. And you're not going to walk the manner no more. The God, blessed God, has blessings for you. He has blessings for you. But you got to leave that manna. I know it was good. I know, I know it was easy. But I'm telling you, you get your own prayer life and you'll watch God do things. I said, you'll be faithful to the house of God. You'll watch God do things. In your life that'll blow your mind. Tell somebody, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Uh, church family, let's all stand. Let's all stand. I'm done. But this is where it is. When the matter stops, it's time. It's time to fight. It's time. It's time for us to reach Olathe. 
It's time for us to reach the next. It's time for us to reach our world. As Pastor would put it, the KC metro area. It's time. It's time. Leave the man alone. The man has stopped. It's stopped. It's time to possess the land. It's time to move on. We're going to sing that same song, our theme song. Get ready. Get ready. It's harvest time. It's time. We're in the promised land. We were talking about it the other day. I feel a shift in the atmosphere, Pastor. I feel a shift in the atmosphere. But church family, you can stay here and protect your pew. You can stay here and protect your, your parking spot. But for the rest of us, we go get behind our pastor and start marching around some walls. We go start marching around the walls. Said, these walls must come down. These walls must come down. And personally, you get behind your leader. You go watch God. The walls start falling in your life. I said, you're going to watch the walls start falling in your life. Don't hang back. Don't hang back. Come with us. Come on, come with us. We're in the promised land. We feel a shift. Pastor is feeling a shift. It's time. It's time. The man is stopping. man has stopped. It's time. For us to possess the land. Read just a few more scriptures to finish up. 1 Corinthians 1 and 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea. And in him amen. Unto the glory of God by us. Revelation 3 and 8. I know thy works. Before Behold, I have set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it. No man can shut it. For thou hast little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. You've been faithful, church family. I believe we've been faithful. I believe pastor's been faithful. We've been faithful. But now it's time for us to get up, strap ourselves, put on our armor, go out with the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit and march around our walls. Because God wants to do something. God wants to do something. Let's start singing together, church family. Come on, somebody, reach out. God wants to do something in your life. God wants to get us all ready. God wants to get us all ready. So I want us to reach out. Come on, somebody, reach out. Reach out to Him. God, give us strength to fight this battle. Give us strength.